Hey, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I'm Philip Call, the host of our show, We Called It, here uh, again with Connor Lucas. How are you doing, Connor? Fantastic, Philip. Uh, so I know we didn't record last week. Uh, some things came up, but it was actually our best week ever because we didn't get to announce the picks. But uh, I think Connor went three and two, and I was at four and one. It was great. Um, he had Atlanta in the Atlanta-Washington game, and I had the, the football team. And the J.D. McKissick late-game touchdown saved my butt, so that was exciting. And also made me go 3-2 and two instead of 4-1. and one. So hey, you were in Vegas. They'd be making you money right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. So let's start this week off, as we always do, with uh, Rams versus the Seahawks. If you're listening, you probably already saw the game, but at least you'll get to hear our opinions on what we thought would happen. Um, so any thoughts for the game? I didn't pick this one. I picked it and only because I think I saw some crazy stat where Russell Wilson primetime games is like unbelievably, I can't remember the stat, but didn't say that he covered the spreads. <laughs> so I just know that he's got a good chance to win it. Uh, but I don't know if I have any, I, I couldn't choose whether or not that meant, oh, okay. Also, he is losing Chris Carson tonight. So I, uh, sorry, I think Chris Carson was a game time decision. Yep. No week, and I'm not sure if he's in or he's he out. He is out now. I have him on a fantasy foot. I have Alex Collins on my fantasy football team. So scoop him oh. up, and I you know got the free backup running back with the full time workload now. Yeah. So um, if I was a betting man, I'm actually going to bet this one. So I just don't know enough. Rams are. Really hot, but they lost last week. Be interesting to see how they respond from the loss. So, I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's my thought. Um, the Rams, so they played like what felt at the NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers two weeks ago. And yeah. then they, they showed up flat against Arizona. Arizona's defense looked awesome, and it's definitely not actually that good. Yeah. So, no, I, they have a. They obviously have they have an elite pass rush, yeah. but their back end is questionable. Um, they got to Tom Brady when they looked really good, mm-hmm. and then last week they just they didn't. So I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on I'm not sold on the Rams being the the best team uh, or one of the best teams yet, uh, and I'm also not sure about the Seahawks defense. So. I just, they are, I think, bottom half of in all defensive categories. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not convinced. But what's the spread? Uh, Rams two. Uh, yeah, Rams are giving two. Yeah, I, I just. Oh, kind of looks like your audio cut out for a second. Sorry. Uh, so all I was going to add into that, oh, there you go, pop back. Uh, all I was going to add was that I don't trust the Seahawks. I think, like you said, their defense is extremely flaky and their offense relies on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for the quick strikes. And you're not going to get those all the time throughout the game. You're going to get a couple here and there. So if you're playing in a game where you're trying to put up points, I trust the Rams to just beat down the Seahawks defense more than I trust the Seahawks to beat up on 
you know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I think uh, the Rams will get a few more stops. Uh, I want to see the over because it's a Thursday night game. It'd be great to be watching football on Thursday night and seeing a high-scoring game. Uh, again, though, I'm with you. I'm not going to take either side in this. Just going to sit back and hopefully enjoy what, what is a shootout or it at least has some exciting plays. Yeah, I think so. All right. So let's go with uh, one of your picks. Start. We have Philly versus Carolina. Looks like you like Carolina minus three. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually... I did not believe this at the beginning of the year, but I think I think Carolina's defense is legit, and I also think I I don't think that uh, they also just added Stephon Gilmore, so mm-hmm. I think they the best got better. They don't really have any like big names on Carolina, but they have they made some uh, a couple of defensive line acquisitions. I can't remember the names off my head. Like no big big names, splash names, but they are playing underpaid right now mm-hmm. for playing and they got a chip and man I, you know they might get McCaffrey back this week if they get McCaffrey back this week this is slam dunk I think that they put it on Philly I think I would go up as high as maybe four four and a half but um if they get McCaffrey back but I still think Chuba Hubbard is good enough oh, of all things is He's got like four rushing touchdowns this year. <laughs> um, you know, DJ Moore is lights out right now. Um, they had, so their offense is strong. Their defense just got stronger, and Philly's a mess right now. So uh, they have a Fletcher Cox, and I think it's Christian Barnett, and guys are solid, but everywhere else questionable. And I'm sorry, but Sirianni does not know what he's doing right now. I think they are, if not the most penalized team, they're one of the top five. They had 10 penalties last week. Uh, I think 10 or more uh, in their loss last week. And they got just annihilated by the Cowboys. It was embarrassing. Um, Jalen Hurts is not the answer. So, yeah, I like Carolina minus three. Yeah, I agree. Watching Philadelphia, it feels like Jalen Hurts is the Blake Bortles style of fantasy football quarterback. You know, through three quarters, nothing's going to happen. And then they're going to be down. And in the fourth quarter, here it comes. He's going to rush for 50 yards, throw for 200, hit a couple touchdowns, and boom. One of the best fantasy quarterbacks. But it's all it's garbage time related. It's not... I'm just not impressed by anything that Philadelphia does. And I don't think they're, their defense is better than I expected. That's about it. But their their offense, it has, it has some good athletes on it. If they don't convert it into much though, is what, is what it feels like. The, the 49ers game might be what I'm holding on to, but just watching a 91 yard catch, get tackled on the one and then four downs and out. Yeah. Um, I watched. Yeah. I'm, 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 pretty sour from last week or two weeks ago when Jalen Hurts and they walked into Dallas and I think he threw he had a pick he threw a like he had a wide open touchdown pass to is it Quez Watkins or Devontae Smith mm-hmm. and he grossly underthrew him like cause that was one of Cedric um or uh Diggs Trayvon Diggs is like yeah well yeah if you throw it 10 yards short and it was, and they lost by 
you know, I think it was like eight. I, I can't remember what the number was, but it, at one point it was twenty-eight to seven, and it was just like, um, yeah, I agree with you. All right, so um, let's let's head over then to uh, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Uh, so I, this is a game we both have. So I'll start, but I'm just surprised that it's only Tennessee minus four. I know that they've been up and down, but even last week when they lost to the Jets, they didn't have. AJ Green and Julio Jones, or AJ Brown and Julio Jones, but they moved the ball up and down the field, no problem. It's just instead of having weapons to score, the Jets stacked the box and stopped Derrick Henry from getting in the end zone. So they had to settle for a bunch of field goals all within like the 10 or 15 yard line. Um, As long as AJ Brown or Julio Jones come back and gives them some sort of pass threat, I feel really good about this. And like the line will move in their favor. And then everyone knows the Jacksonville coaching situation is just a joke right now. Uh, Connor's a big Urban Meyer fan, but after last weekend's whatever you want to call it and their struggles, I just don't trust them. I think there was a report that Urban Meyer addressed to the team in small groups, like, you know, wide receiver group, D, uh, DB group, uh, to tell them what happened and like own up to what he did. But apparently everyone, whenever he turned around and left the room, just laughed at him and knew he was full of crap. So it's just no respect for their coach. And so I just don't trust them against Tennessee and Mike Vrabel, who's probably one of the most respected coaches by his players. Yeah, and A.J. Brown has been practicing all week. So Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown's probably going to be back this week from his hamstring injury. And A.J. Brown did exactly what he did last year without Julio Jones. So... Uh, he'll be just fine and he'll be able to stretch the field but yes uh no i'm not a huge urban meyer professional nfl coaching fan Uh, i think he is way out over his skis i never thought he should have gotten the jags job and i thought man he is going to struggle and sure enough he is going to struggle and he has he i'm shocked that this is a four line minus four uh, this is definitely an overreaction to the Jets' loss. I also think that I think Tennessee's what two and two. Mm-hmm. I think I think that uh, they'll find it, and I think this is a good game to find it because DJ Shark gone for the season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has Marvin Jones, and he has Lavisca Chenault. James Robinson showed up last week, but I also think that. Vrabel's going to figure it out on defense, too. He's a defensive coach, and I know that they've struggled at the beginning of this year. I think he figures it out. I think he's one of the smartest coaches in the NFL. He is on the good side of Bill Belichick's coaching tree, not the bad side, like Romeo Cornell or uh, the Matt Patricias of the world. So. There should be a uh, – uh, you remember the Cleveland Browns quarterback jersey, like where it had all the starting <laughs> quarterbacks? They need one of those for Bill Belichick's failed disciples. Yeah. <laughs> The Brian Flores's and then you've and the Mike Rables and then you've got the Romeo Cornells and the uh, Matt Patricias. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, so I am bullish on on uh, Tennessee and they can't stop the run. Jacks can't stop the run and uh, they get AJ Brown back, so play action will be there too. So minus four is pretty low. Yep, agreed. Feel if. The receiver, if Julio and Brown were here, I feel like this is a, at least a touchdown, maybe eight or nine. Um, but well, here's just... the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be moving that way. Now it's going to just be like one of those ones with just a really terrible beat, and all of a sudden 
Trevor Lawrence is going to look like the number one overall pick, and Urban Meyer is going to come back. Yeah. All right, so let's check out the uh, San Francisco versus Arizona. I was thinking about this one hard, but I couldn't find myself to go against uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Why did you do it? Two things. I think Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been able to practice all So, uh, number one, I think Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to have a handful, maybe more, of three and outs. Okay, so he's going to go three and outs. Before you continue, did you see his, like, only, so, his of his first, like, six or seven throws, I was just watching on, um, like, ESPN's GameCast, and I saw a 76-yard touchdown to Debo. I'm like, probably a really cool play. No, Debo Samuel standing 30 yards open, and he doesn't even move. Trey Lance hits him in the chest with the ball. No one's even near him to the point where you can just take off down the field like it's nothing. It was the most disappointing play I had ever seen for a long touchdown. I think he ended up like right around 50% completion yeah. percent. It was not impressive. I mean, after that, he's, he is 20 years old. I think it's going to be a Justin Fields-esque now. The caveat is Kyle Shanahan is way better, way better than Matt Nagy. Yep. But you're going to have a handful of three and outs. And uh, I think you're going to have, if not more than a handful, and you're going to give it to Kyler Murray in that offense, who all of a sudden A.J. Green is resurrected, Rondell Moore, James Connors resurrected. They took risks on these guys, and they're actually paying off. And Kyler Murray's going to win the MVP this year. So... Uh, and a, on top of that, their defense is formidable. Yep. Uh, number two, I don't know where everyone is on this boat with with San Francisco being this juggernaut of a defense. They're not who they were when they went to uh, the championship within the last, what, five years? I don't see that. They got Nick Bosa, sure, and he can wreck a game. But who else? And so... Guess what? Kyler Murray's going to read your defense, and he's going to get the ball out super fast. So that's how you, you know, stave off a pass rusher. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in for, for Arizona now. They're four zero, and oh, they're likely to fall. Sure, but I, I'm, I'm in right now on Arizona. Yeah, I, I'm in on them. I just wasn't in enough to bet against Kyle Shanahan. I think I just have a crush on Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance. Uh, I, my biggest fear, though, is that Shanahan comes out of nowhere with the um, old RG3 offense from Washington with Trey Lance. He says, we run five plays. Read option right, uh, play action deep, play action crosser, and then th- that's it. That's all we really need. Maybe, maybe an actual just zone read run play. But I, I, think, I, I think if he comes out with an offense built around Trey Lance, uh, San Francisco will probably just catch Arizona off guard and make this closer than it should be. I still think um, Arizona wins, but I feel like San Fran can keep it closer than I expect them to if they were to have just Jimmy Garoppolo starting. Yeah, we'll see. I, uh, you know, he'll update that for the offense for uh, RPO offense. Yep. It wasn't. Is when RG3 was there, it was more or less pull it and throw it, flash fake. This is true RG3. So Trey Lance, he's still 20. He still went to North Dakota State. Still going to have a learning curve. 
As so. in, yeah, he, he has what he has one football he had one full football game played in his last like five years or his last two years um all right so we'll move on to another one of my picks we got green bay versus cincinnati this one blows my mind green bay minus three against cincinnati cincinnati beat minnesota on uh a fumble late in overtime when they shouldn't have even had the lead in that game minnesota just didn't play until the second half then they lost to the bears can't remember them i think they beat the steelers and the jaguars there is nothing impressive about who they are to this point and the only knock i have against green bay right now is that they got killed by new orleans in week one but i we see those games and it seems like green bay is shaking it off and just started kicking everyone's butt since so yeah yeah i'm i'm actually i didn't even i, I didn't give enough thought to that one but that that sounds about right uh, <laughs> orleans left a bad taste in my mouth and you know i don't know i just don't know uh i I think yeah i think i I might even bet that game uh i might even take the packers in that too but i don't know you also think about joe burrow's not bad joe burrow's (laughs) probably gonna be out but you know we'll see i I, mixon's been he's been a good rusher Mm mm-hmm but in terms of yards per carry and total yards, but I don't think he's been a difference maker. Obviously, the, so the difference makers have been the wide receivers, and they think they get this week. So that's maybe the only thing that I could say going against that. I, coming into the year, I expected Cincinnati to be one of those nine and eight, like or what is it now, seven and ten to ten and seven teams where if you if you get the lucky breaks, you end up on the good side of everything and you can potentially be a wild card. And they're I think they got the good side of breaks. They when they beat Minnesota, when they beat the Jaguars, and then uh, I'll give them credit for getting a good win against Pittsburgh. They actually looked like a legit team there. Um but I don't know. They they almost lost to Jacksonville. I can't see Green Bay losing to a team that is truly a less caliber than them. I think New Orleans has the same ha, has good players that can match. I don't think Cincinnati has that. I think Devontae Adams goes off. You have Aaron Jones, and then their defense has been much better than I expected. Um, getting good cornerback play out of Jair Alexander and then Eric Stokes. So I'm just excited. Um, they have a good young decor. All right, and then. Uh, another one of my picks, we have New New England versus Houston. Now, <clears> this one, I am going with the, the under. Uh, it's 39 and a half. It's ridiculously low. But uh, this, is, this is a real quick take. It's Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. That rookie quarterback is Davis Mills, so it's even worse. And they're just going to run the clock out. It'll probably be 21 to nothing, game over. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm with you on the Bill Belichick versus Davis Mills thing. Yeah. I I just I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they can't put up anything. However, Davis Mills put up a big old goose egg last week. So I uh, against the Bills D. No, I'll take the Bills D probably over uh New England's defense, especially now that Gilmore's gone. But they looked good against uh Tom Brady. So <laughs> Man, I am 39 now. I actually thought about taking the spread in this one just because of how <laughs> Davis Mills. He burned you once. <laughs> now you're just going to bet against him. 
But I called it last week. Yeah, I, I, I think I – no, I didn't call them. I thought you were crazy for taking the 17-and-a-half last week. Yeah. All right, for the record, I didn't take 17-and-a-half. It was my article. I took the Bills minus 10 in the first half, and that was right. But that <laughs> Actually, was- that was also right for the game, too. So It was right for both of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to stay away from this one just because those lines, both of those to me are just ridiculous. But – I totally could see it being twenty-eight to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, that's why I took the under. I'm just like, I could see the Patriots rocking this, but in Patriots fashion, where Mac Jones travels all the way down the field and gets a field goal, does that about ten times, and that's the game. It's all she. Well, does. <laughs> I basically. <laughs> uh. All right, so now we got our last game with the pick. It's uh, the Jets versus Atlanta. So it's like, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be writing an article on this one. Uh, okay. We have Jets minus three, total 45 and a half. And I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to take Atlanta minus a point and a half in the first half only. And the logic is Zach Wilson is terrible in the first half. I think he has zero touchdowns to like five or six interceptions. And that's through four games. Yeah. The Jets have been, uh, been getting killed in each of their game throughout the first half. Even the Titans were rocking them up and down the field. They might've had a touchdown in the first half, but that was their first, first half touchdown. I don't think that uh, the jets, they make good adjustments at halftime. And when they're down, letting Zach Wilson pull, pull off his best James, uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. (laughs) Just tell him, chuck it deep. Uh, yeah, let Miz do his best Johnny Manziel impression. It's fun and everything, but it doesn't create successful football. I think the first halves are really going to show. Uh, this one's in Atlanta again, I believe. So Matt Ryan at home. Uh, they're uh-huh. missing Calvin Ridley, which hurts a lot. But in I Lon- think Kyle Pitts takes care of it anyway. 9.30 a.m. in London. Oh, it's in London. So uh, oh. take back what I said about the home game, but I still believe... Atlanta is at least well coached and a real football team enough to show up. And then the Jets, I think, are just going to be sloppy again for a first half. They'll probably cover. I think if I bet the whole game, I would say Jets plus three. But the first half, they've been extremely unreliable. So the line's what? Atlanta minus three? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just not on the Zach Wilson train. I'm just, I, I never was. I just, I think he is a gunslinger. I think he could be good in a couple of years. I do not think he's good right now. However, he'll throw you back into games just because they're going to throw the ball 40 times. And their line isn't good. They lost Mekhi Becton, I think, for the season. I think that's his left tackle. He's, um, But I say that, and Ridley is not, Available. Pitts is available, but Olamide Zacchaeus, that's your number one for Atlanta. Oof. Mike Davis. Now, here's the other wild card for them. Cordero Patterson, where did he come from? I don't know. But he seems to be getting this this B back H back sort of role, which is I can do everything. Give me ten touches. Give me eight touches in the air, and all of a sudden he's got 15 touches, you know, and eight targets in the air, and he's got 15 touches. And he's produced 
three touchdowns last week. So, uh, man, I just don't know anything about this because I, that's what worries me about gunslingers. They will lose, you will lose by 40. You will put yourself in a game against the Tennessee Titans just because he says, hey, Corey Davis, just go, man. I'll just launch it. And then he does. And then <laughs> touchdown. So when I was watching that highlight, by the way, I didn't realize Corey Davis was double covered and double. And then he's just like, just go, man. You're faster. You're bigger. You're stronger. Just chucks it. it. <laughs> Launched it. I mean, 53. It might have been longer than that because he's behind yeah. the line. Whatever 60 yards. On the goal line. Launched it up like Aaron Rodgers, you know, against the Lions six years ago. Um yeah, I just don't know enough about this game. I just don't know enough about Atlanta. These are two teams that I've only I've only watched handfuls of highlights at both of those. And one of I them have... buried you terribly last week. That's the other thing. I'm afraid of these guys. So, uh, so fun fact. Uh, according to PFF, Cordero um, Patterson has a 92.2 receiving grade. It would grade as like right next to Cooper Cup as the best receiver in the NFL. His rushing grade is actually worse than Mike Davis's, though. So, but they're just using him like they're. We got a mismatch. Cordero Patterson's huge and used to play receiver. He's big and fast. I'm just gonna throw it deep and he'll make a play. <laughs> six, th- six three, and I think he's two twenty five. Yeah. So four four ah. speed, just a freak athlete. He couldn't run a route to save his life, but you don't need to do that when you're running back. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, I'm not, not sure on that one. All right, so let's head over to the big game of the week. Neither of us have a side in this, but still fun to talk about. Buffalo versus Kansas City. I am so excited to watch this game because if it lives up to the hype, I think it could um, meet what was the Rams versus the Chiefs a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that Monday night game where it was just 51 to 49. Rams win on the last second touchdown and two-point conversion or something. I want that, okay? I, I want that, okay? But I also wanted the Chargers and the Vegas Raiders to be a high-scoring game, and it was not. So I have a tough time calling over here. Uh, difference, difference being, obviously, the defenses. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Kansas City's defense is questionable. You know, I'm not. The Bills are good. Can they put enough pressure on, you know, Patrick Mahomes to keep it, keep him in, you know, in the ballpark, keep him from just launching it to Tyree Kill and Kelsey? I don't know. They had a fantastic tune-up for this by playing the Houston Texans last week and starting and sitting all of their starters in the second half in an NFL professional football game. So it was the second week in a row they did that. Uh, yeah, against the, against the football team, they were also up like forty to twenty and fourth quarter. They're like, Trubisky, get in there. And when you have Josh Allen on a fantasy team like I do, and you see the big white quarterback with a beautiful run into the end zone, you're like, yeah. Then you see Mitchell Trubisky touchdown, get heartbroken. Yeah. And then you have you know Stephon Diggs who sits the whole fourth quarter and he's got 18 points and you're like, why? So I can't pick one on this because I do think it's evenly matched. If I was going to, I would take the bills plus three. Cause I think 
three, right? Yep. If I was betting anything, it would be the over 56 and a half. At some point when you bet, you have to put your mind your heart, and your heart aside, and you just got to or keep your heart in there. You just got to go for what you want. And what I want <laughs> is Rams versus Chiefs 2.0. Yeah, I want to see. I don't care. I don't care who wins. I just want to see a last second touchdown or in the final minute, both teams going back and forth, back and forth. I think there was actually like Mahomes had four turnovers that game, too. And Jared Goff threw two picks. It was just so exciting because everyone on the field had great statistics. Yeah. Offense, defense, didn't matter who. Sacks, fumbles, interceptions, so much fun. So. If I was to take somebody, and why I would take minus three, it's because the Bills are red hot right now. They have a somewhat of a smash and dash at the running back position, which they never have had before. They've always had digs. Emmanuel Sanders resurrected. Yeah. Resurrected. I mean, we're talking weapons, weapons, weapons all over the place. And the only reason that I wouldn't take the over is, or bet the over, is because... I think their defense is legit. I think the Bills' defense is legit, and I think Mahomes is. I think he. I think he's drinking too much of the Kool Aid. I think he. I. I think he's a. He's a half a billion dollar man. He got paid. Uh, Listen to that phrase. Half I just, a billion dollar man. I just. I think he. I think he's got to. I don't think he's lazy. I just think he tries too much to be. Him and Aaron Rodgers are kind of in the same boat. Everyone likes them for their commercials. Everyone likes to see them out. They're pretty boys. They like to do cool things and no look passes. And Aaron Rodgers likes to walk on the field and walk off the field and smile at all the defenders and all that stuff. And then throw up thirty eight. And then every once in a while he'll throw up a big old zero like he opened the game with because if his heart's not in it. I don't. I think Patrick Mahomes' heart is always in it. Yep. But I just. I don't know. I'm yep. staying away from. I'm just dying for the Patrick Mahomes behind the back touchdown. I've se- you've seen it. I've seen left-handed. I've seen no look. I've seen underhand. Next yeah. thing you know, he's just gonna go full. Uh, who is it? White chocolate. Jason Williams. Drop it right behind the back. Touchdown. Yeah. Everyone's gonna go crazy. NFL Street too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some of the other games. Uh, we're going to go with my favorite team, the Browns and the Chargers. I actually think this is a really good game. You get a lot of symmetries between the, other, the two teams. Uh, I think it's a great test for, as a Browns fan, Baker Mayfield versus... You get to see him in action against another young quarterback. You don't just be like, well, he had a good game, he had a good game. You actually get to see it drive after drive, so that'll be exciting. But also, Miles Garrett is uh, currently on his way, or the favorite, to break uh, Aaron Donald's uh, Defensive Player of the Year streak. So if he keeps just destroying people the way he has been, uh, I want to see that, and I want to see how Herbert does against that. So no side here. I don't like betting for or against the Browns, mostly because there's too much of my heart in it. Uh, so I'm just sticking, sticking out of it. Going to enjoy it. If I had to pick a side, I take, I take the points. I take Cleveland plus two. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, you say symmetries. You mean symmetries on defense because offensively. Uh, oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, they have a young quarterback. That's the exact same thing. Right. Right. So you've got Bosa and Garrett. Okay. Mm-hmm. Symmetry. You've got Derwin James and you've got Dan- 
or two solid DBs, safety in the corner. Okay, but two Pro Bowl level DBs. So you've got two guys on the front end and the back end that match. Mm-hmm. But man, the Chargers in the first half looked lights out versus Vegas last week, and I mean, lights out, lights out. Twenty-one to zero before halftime, and it was a joke. They they had Derek Carr looking scared and not wanting to throw the ball, and their yeah. offense was moving the ball. They they were hitting their plays. Uh, I think the only thing that they screwed up was Justin Herbert missed Mike Williams for an easy seventy yard touchdown. Yeah, and broke my heart and lost my fantasy. Yes, thank you for my. <laughs> Got to rip salt in the wound. Uh, Herbert has potential to be number two in the MVP race this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I man, but this is the thing though. Like, if you can get pressure, then. It's a pass-happy offense, and now in the Chargers, for example, the Chargers are pass-happy. They are a pass-first offense, and it's not even close. Eckler could get, I think two games ago, he had eight rushes, but he had eight passes. So it's like, uh, I just, I don't know what to bet here, because here's the other thing, too. Run-first offense in Cleveland, the whole point of that is to bleed the clock. Yep. Play bleed the clock. If you don't have, if you don't get opportunities, then you can't. That's the way to beat a team that is fast paced. That's why you know going back to you know Arizona versus San Francisco. Yes, San Francisco is a run first team, but at the same time, they got Trey Sermon right now. Okay, then Kyler Murray gets it back. It's going to run up the score. Josh, Justin Herbert can kind of do the same here. So I, I just don't know what to bet there. But the wild card is if you get pressure, it doesn't matter. No matter what, pressure is the equalizer. And nobody right now is stopping Miles Garrett. So, oh, and Jadavian Clowney is sort of good this year. Well, when you have Miles Garrett drawing double teams and you're, you know, probably one of the best athletes in the NFL and you just have to beat some right tackle one on one, it makes it pretty easy to be good at football. Rayshon Slater, though. Opened up this year, Washington football team in Chargers. He's been a beast. He shut down Chase Young. Mm-hmm. That's a, he shut him down. He's been, Young, he, he's been really good. Let's let's uh while I have it open, let's see what Pro Football Focus ranks him. So he, that is where I would say if I'm betting anything, if I'm betting, what's the over and what's the spread? Forty-seven is the over. Minus two. Uh, Chargers are minus two. If I was to bet this game, I would take the Chargers minus two. Oh, well, you'd be wrong, but that's why we, you're not betting it. <laughs> I only say that because you're the opposite of me. But Rayshon Slater, <laughs> he's uh, seventh at tackle of 73 eligible players as a rookie. And he yeah. hasn't had the easiest, you know, he hasn't been skating by. The, the Raiders had one of the best pass rushes until they ran into the Chargers. So. Max Yep. So that's and you got two guys now. Max Crosby did make some noise in that game, but they flipped him to the right side. Yeah, they moved him. And I wonder, Rayshon Slater is going to take one or the other. He's going to take Clowney, mm-hmm. or he's going to. If they're smart, guess what? They're going to watch that film and go, "Hey, Miles, you're going to line up on the the right side of the offense this time. So you're going to line up at left left end for this game." Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's just literally going to walk by or throw around. Norm Norton. 
Come on. Can't be a offensive tackle with the name Storm Norton. <laughs> Let's uh look at the rest of the games. I don't have too Hang much on, of a I can't hear you at all. Can't hear me? Moment. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I got you. Cool. All right. So we're coming up to the end anyway. I'll cut around that. Uh, let's just flip through these last few games. I don't, I don't have too much of an opinion on them, and I'm just not interested. First up, Miami versus Tampa Bay. I, Was it like 10 or something like that? Yeah, Tampa Bay minus 10 over under 48. This is one of the games where I'm just like, Tampa Bay is going to rock them. I, I don't bet. Ten, I don't like betting ten point lines. The yeah, total. The, I I'd probably take the under, but of course Tampa Bay might score forty in a game. So, this <laughs> nothing. Nothing that I'm even interested in here. I don't even want to watch it to see how they do against each other. I just want that game to be over and on to the next week. Yeah, I'm not interested in that one. Minus ten is a huge spread. I mean, it's tough, and it's not. And it's not the Houston Texans. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So next up, another minus ten game: Detroit versus Minnesota. Uh, I, I don't know. I, Minnesota, 10 points is a lot to give them for being a team that's one in three, I think. Yeah, that's what, that was, uh, that was my first thought. If but I was also the Detroit lions just got gobsmacked by the bears. Although I will give them a break. They got down to the one yard line three times in a row and got stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Whoops. if that's a compliment or insult. Goff has been better than I've expected. Much Goff better. Is- I thought he would be out of the league and or a backup in like two years. With just absolutely no receiving options. I'll give him a lot of credit for making stuff work out of Amon St. Brown, Quintez, Cephas, and I don't even know. DJ Raymond, like just yeah. jokes of guys that were. Yeah. Okay. Back- Here's one I actually uh, am interested in your thoughts in Denver versus Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> so Denver at 3-0 and last week. I think me and Evan were both on Baltimore kicking the crap out of them because they beat no one. I think I had Baltimore on that one, too. I might uh, have. Maybe I didn't. I, I probably should have. <laughs> yeah. Now, Pittsburgh, I also don't think is very good at 1-3. and three. They haven't shown me anything impressive, but the line is only one point. If Teddy one. Bridgewater plays, I think I take Denver because I don't think Pittsburgh will do anything against Denver's defense, and I think... If Bridgewater's there, Drew Locke's terrible. I will never bet on Drew Locke. He is up there. I, don't, I can't remember other quarterbacks I've said this with, but he is up there with the I am staying away. This is the Fitzmagic, Taylor Heineke. You just stay away from him because they'll blow the game for you or they'll cover it by 100. You, you don't risk that. So, yeah. I, like I said, Bridgewater's out there. I'll take Denver. But until I get more uh, clarification on that, I'm sitting back. But I also think Denver just has... Is much better than a one point favor, uh, one point underdog, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the only thing that makes me hesitant is because you remember the game four, three years ago. Ben threw five picks, okay, mm-hmm. and then he responded with a three hundred and fifty yard, four touchdown game, and basically came back and said, "Oh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm washed up, aren't I?" Because I remember the specific exchange between him and the reporter where he said, 
Ben, you know, people are telling you you're washed up. He's like, yeah, maybe I am. And he's like, yeah, maybe I should quit. Yeah, maybe I should retire. And then responded with a 400-yard game and three touchdowns. That's the only reason where I would say this is a push. This is like a minus. Mm-hmm. But Teddy Bridgewater's out there. I would take him. I, <clears throat> but they're so good on paper. I know. It, nothing makes me angrier than the Steelers and watching oh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster be useless. <laughs> you, you. Ah, all right. So let's go on to the next one. We have New Orleans versus the football team. Uh, All right. So football team is getting two and a half points over under is 43 and a half. Now, I think I would take the total on this and go over. But that is just because we have Jameis Winston versus Taylor Heineke. I said they're both kind of, you know, extremely erratic and you don't bet on them personally. But they're either awesome or terrible. And if they're awesome... They score a lot of points. If they're terrible, yeah. the other team does. If they're both on the field, that's just points being, you know, you have to take it. <laughs> I'm, betting awesome. I'm betting awesome, I think. <laughs> so, New Orleans is 2-2 two and two versus the spread. Yep. And their two wins, not even close. 38-0 <laughs> zero and then 28-17. to like 17. Yep. So, and it was a comfortable 17 because New Orleans got late time or no the Patriots got late touchdowns and then they blow it versus the last week and then they got crushed by or they got who did they 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 lost or they didn't cover well versus the second team after they had a huge letdown versus the Packers in week two Mm -hmm. but it literally was easy win covered crushed them terrible loss easy win week three terrible loss so we're looking for an easy win. Easy win, blowout. New Orleans got this. It's going to be high scoring too. Take yep. take the over. Take New Orleans minus two and a half. We're and not betting also, it, but you can. <laughs> and I think Jack Del Rio is an idiot. Um, all on Washington football team's defense and can't do anything. That's so, embarrassing. Gave up 34, 30. He gave up thirty to Atlanta last week. That was that was terrible. Um, oh. Did you see, there was a highlight from the, the Saints versus the Giants. And the Saints ran the same play twice in a row. The first time they ran it, it, it it's a 50-yard play-action deep pass. Yeah. Jameis hits it. Perfect money touchdown. Five-yard penalty gets called back. I did see this. They put Taysom Hill in. Run the exact same play. Five yards short. Picked off. Completely blew it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sean, Sean when he- is when Sean Payton is on, mm-hmm. he blows up. When he does cute stuff where he thinks he's smarter than everyone, like Taysom Hill for Jameis Winston on a 50 yard bomb, stupid. Stop trying to be cute. Do what you give it to Alvin Kamara. Also, Alvin Kamara, first time in his career, no receptions last week. I was going to say, they don't throw him the ball and they have to fix that. I don't care if it's like you just sit Jameis down and you go, Jameis. All week, we're going to run one play. You're going to, every time we run a play, you throw it to Alvin Kamara and you just Check. build it in. Yeah. Check yeah. down. Right. Have Marquez running, Callaway running wide open down the field. And if he throw, if Jameis throws it to him, just like hit him with the yardstick. Check, Check down. Uh, so that'll change. Yeah. Dumb enough to not give the ball to Alvin Kamara. So I'm taking Saints. Uh, I just think it's stupid, especially to run him 24 times. If you, 
it drives me crazy when teams take talented dual threat backs and then just use them stupid. And they're like, like if, if the Browns ran Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt each 15 times and didn't throw the ball once to Kareem Hunt, I would kill him. Because it's like <laughs> half of his, the reason he's good is because he catches and it just drives me crazy with the Saints right now. We'll see if they can change that. Uh, let's go to the Monday night game. Colts versus Baltimore. The Colts are the grilled chicken with rice and, uh, like, broccoli dinner. I have no interest in anything about them at all. I think they're <laughs> fine enough that they'll... They're, they're, they're like, it's, it's like if you get it, you're not mad about dinner, but you don't want it. And then... So I just don't want... like it, It's like... Not interested in talking about this game. Baltimore, they should rock them, but I, giving seven points is a lot for a team that doesn't have a receiver that can catch. Now, sneaky fantasy guy, Rashad Bateman, I think is the rookie receiver for Baltimore. Whenever he yeah. comes back, if he shows the ability to hold on to a football, I think he'll tear it up. Marquise Goodwin, Marquise uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. Go to um, the Detroit Lions game and watch those highlights. Three touchdowns dropped. Everyone's like, oh, they barely beat him. No, no, they crushed the Lions. Hollywood Brown just has, uh, what's it called? But eating too much popcorn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to bet. I agree with you on Indianapolis. I have, I just have zero desire to watch them. I have zero desire to bet them. I have zero desire to do anything with them. Because That's a big problem for me, I'm just realizing. If I have no interest in watching the game, I don't want to bet it. <laughs> I'm under I'm I'm unimpressed with Carson Wentz. I think he's bored. Uh, they don't have receivers. Jonathan Taylor's their best receiver. Well, Michael Pittman's actually a good receiver. I'll give him that. But they have nothing outside of him. It's just so boring to watch the Colts. Yeah, I, I just don't see that. And they have a good defense, so they slow down the game sometimes. And I have no desire to watch the, the Colts right now. All right, so let's move on to the last game of the week. We have Giants versus the Cowboys. Now, it's Cowboys minus six and a half and a total of 52 and a half. Mm. I don't want to bet either. Oh. But if I, if I had to lean one way, I would lean the Cowboys. I'm not saying bet it, but I don't think the Giants are good. And everyone's saying, Daniel Jones, he's fixed his turnover issues. No, he hasn't. He hasn't, he hasn't thrown an interception all year. It's going to happen. It's not... He, he didn't cure it. I think when I wrote on the Giants a few weeks ago... I think I wrote on the Giants last week or two weeks ago. And he has the number one aggressive throw percentage, which is he throws into tight coverage more than any quarterback in the NFL. Teams aren't making him pay yet. And now he's getting Trayvon Diggs on the other side, who jumps routes. He was the most aggressive corner in the NFL. Yeah, and so. he doesn't do it, like, you know, by accident. He has five interceptions for a reason. He knows yeah. what he's doing. By I the think... way, hmm. also by being too aggressive. I mean, that's just part of being an aggressive player. So yeah. Yeah. Good I... quarterbacks can burn them. Good, good offensive coordinators can burn them. Jason Garrett yeah. and Daniel Jones, they can't do it. Next week, I don't know who's going to be against the Cowboys, but don't give me Jason Garrett. I know his revenge game. Jason Garrett's another one of those. He's he's not even grilled chicken. He's steamed or broiled chicken. <laughs> Just getting super vanilla out there. Boat clap. Yeah. Just. <laughs> we just lost by thirty. 
I'm not not on the Giants train at all, actually. I, 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 so I hate the Cowboys, but I got to respect them. I think they're looking good. Because uh, they got a defense. Yep. Their defense is way better than I thought, and their offense is filling in for Michael Gallup much better than I thought it could. So, and, oh, and Zeke, apparently, from weeks since week two, decided to get back into shape and actually start running the football. Incredible how losing your snaps to someone who might take your job and cost you a bunch of money gets you really motivated. Well, two things. Uh, didn't cost him any money. He got $90 million and $45 million guaranteed. So well, I was going to say, it could cost him, like, I don't know how much he has left to actually earn on that deal. Like, he could lose that still. Sure, he could still, he could still lose half, but 45 uh, yeah, yeah. That's more still. than enough, I agree. So I would say, uh, so yeah, uh, I would still say, uh, yeah, I'm just not... I'm, I'm not on anybody's train there, but uh, but I would say that uh, Dak has looked good. Um, Schultz has filled in for Cooper, or not Cooper, uh, Gallup. Yeah. Yeah, like a top six tight end right now. In yeah. Saying. That can't continue. There's way too many mouths to feed. Zeke looked good this year after week one, but week one they were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he literally just... They were like down the whole game. He had a sprint to a pylon against a linebacker, and he got crushed two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Make it, but he looks like the Zeke of old. Yeah, good, but yeah, they just. I I still wouldn't take any of these numbers though. I wouldn't take either of them. Completely agreed. So, if you want to hear what we would take, listen to the beginning of the podcast once more. Uh and uh well thanks for listening this far if you have let us know uh on twitter facebook wherever you can what your picks are or why we are wrong about ours any last words connor i think uh we're just gonna mess around this week and not lose any games so keep listening yep that's right gonna make a crap ton of money moving our big old fancy mansions